Hi. Hello. How's it going? My name is Saf. Saf like Sapphire. And I am creating the first episode of a new podcast that I have been thinking about doing for the last year. Uh, and it is called A Maturing Amateur. There is a play on words there, a maturing amateur, as you can see. I'm very clever. So that's the first thing that you need to know about me. The second thing is um, I am excited to actually stop procrastinating and, and put this podcast together, or at least make the first episode. Hopefully I make a second. Uh, this podcast um, is obviously self-explanatory. You can tell by the title. But if you can't, just in case you can't, uh, the reason I chose that title is because uh, I think we are amateurs at many things. Uh, we are amateurs many times in our life, uh, in our lives, in our life. And you're an amateur, you know, when you turn, let's say, 22 years old. That's your first time being 22. And as you get better at being 22, you suddenly, a year passes and you turn 23. Uh, and that keeps happening every single year. And so you, you never, once you start to get used to something, you move on to the next thing. So once you get used to high school, you move on to university, and then you get good at that, and then you move on to post-grad, and it, it just can, keeps happening. Uh, but, but you know, eventually maybe you'll settle down, settle down somewhere and you start getting good at something. And even then, you might, not be, you might not be an amateur anymore. You might become an expert. However, the one thing that we'll always be amateurs at is life, because this is our first time doing it, unless you believe in reincarnation. Um, but of course, you know, most people don't remember what their past life was if they don't, if, if they do believe that they're reincarnated. Um, so it still feels like the first time that we're doing it. So when it's your first time, you're an amateur. And so we're all amateurs. And, and no one really knows what they're doing. They're kind of just guessing their way through. So we're in this together. Uh, maturing. Now, when I say maturing, I don't mean like becoming mature and not uh, cursing or using inappropriate language or being silly. As That's not what I mean. I mean that uh, maturing to me is growing. It's learning more about yourself, becoming more self-aware of who you are, what is important to you, and where you want to spend your time, energy, and focus. Because um, I think when you're young, you're, you're Focus on a lot of things that maybe don't matter. Um, uh, maybe not young, but when we're, when you're more immature, when I'm more immature, and I still am immature, I still focus on things that don't matter. But I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to grow as a person and care about the things that actually mean something to me um, and spend time with those things. Um, and then also kind of just yeah, learning more about myself of like, okay, who am I? What do I care for? What, what do I stand up for? Um, and... and you know, at the end of the day, what will I want to be remembered for? Because I don't know, the, those are, you know, maybe the uh, I don't know, heavy, but also mature questions to ask yourself, because, um, you know, the most important person that's going to be taking care of you is you, and you have to, you know, watch out for your future self by taking care of your present self. And I don't know, now I'm becoming like a self-help podcast, but that's not, that's not the point. It's more so exploring kind of um, being an amateur together and um the hope is that i'll have other people on the podcast i hope i have friends or some someone that's willing to talk to me um i'll pay you even i won't pay you but i'll offer to pay you and hopefully that you'll you know generously decline um <laughs> but uh 
I, I'm hoping to have people on the podcast who will talk about um, something that they are an amateur or were once an amateur at. Um, so things like hobbies, passions, interests, talents, um, and, and careers. Maybe we'll get talking to, to jobs and, and how someone got into the field that they're in. Um, I don't want to get too boring, obviously. and But I do want to give some useful information to people. But I also want to just, uh, you know when you talk to someone that's talking about their passion and how they just kind of light up and are so engaged in the conversation and could talk forever about it i love those conversations so i'm using this podcast essentially as an excuse to have those conversations with people um yeah and and that is that's that's the podcast um in between episodes i might have kind of solo episodes where i talk about other things maybe i'll talk about a book that i'm reading or movie that i saw or i don't know just reflections this is also a podcast just kind of for me to to record and talk to myself once in a while um, because I think it's good for me in my um, erratic brain, uh, sporadic brain. Uh, speaking of, the first episode, I'd like to actually interview myself. Um, the best guest, the most interesting and influential and immaculate person that I could ever interview. Um, it's quite an honor. It is, you know, um, I'm honored, I'm chuffed, I'm, I'm, flattered and because i'm getting interviewed by also one of the most you know interesting people and it's um an honor for you i guess to be present for this um this historical moment um so i'm, I'm glad that we could all be here to do this together but um if you're interested in knowing more about me or about um kind of what i'm into uh then stick around but if not then you know go listen to the other episodes hopefully i've posted them uh, but but yeah, so so a bit about me. Um, my name's Saf. I was born in uh, Pakistan and moved here when I was very young. So I was raised in Canada. So I'm very much Canadian. Um, and I have three younger siblings, and I have a, a few passions in life. I think my main passion in life is creativity. I think I. L just love all forms of creativity. I love watching people be creative. I love um, being able to practice creativity through whatever means. Um, and for me, that manifested itself in dance. So now if you know me, you know I like to bust a move here and there. I like to get jiggy with it, as they say. I like to, you know, um, tear down the dance floor and uh and really and drop it low to be honest if i'm gonna be frank with you um i do like to do those things and and to me that is a form of creativity it is um interacting with music with dance with uh, uh the beats of a song the rhythm of the song and then moving your body to um to express the music through movement and i Got into dance. Uh, so yeah, the, the question for yourself. Um, how did you get into dance as a passion? I got into it because of my family. I, I have, I'm, my family's filled with just talent and creativity and uh, definitely a bunch of amazing dancers. Um, and not only are they amazing, like not only are they good, they happen to be good, but they're also confident and um, fun. You know, we 
as um, Pakistanis, we we have a lot of weddings, um, and but by that I mean everyone gets invited to every wedding. So I've been to weddings where I had I've never met the groom or bride once in my life. My parents maybe knew the parents of the groom and bride, and that's how we got invited. And it um, it resulted in me going to a lot of weddings growing up. I also have a lot of cousins uh, that are older than me, so I also went to a lot of weddings because of them. And growing up, going to these weddings, I saw my family, you know, dance, dance the night away every every time we go to a wedding, and they take over the dance floor, not in a bad way where we're pushing people. I mean, I try to do that; they stop me from being nasty and mean to people and they said you know it's not about that uh but uh it it was more so that they were livening up the dance floor they were making a space where everyone was comfortable just expressing themselves and dancing um, and it was never being about good at dancing it was about enjoying yourself um, my best example is my dad my dad um is the the most interesting thing to look at as he's dancing and the reason is that he's not uh, how to put it uh, he's not classically or objectively good at dancing but he has passion and he has expression more than many people more than most and so he does amazing on the dance floor and then i have a lot of cousins who are actually objectively good but are also having a good time and that's what i loved seeing and i became part of that and then I got really into it. I got more into it than my cousins were. I started watching YouTube videos and wanting to learn how to do more and do be better. And I, I wasn't. I didn't have a specific goal at all. I just was like just obsessed with the idea of being able to move to the beat in such intricate ways and being able to freestyle and, and make it look like it was planned. And that's why I started watching all these videos, trying trying to emulate people. Um, you know, a lot of so you think dance videos I watched. And then, you know, my grade six elementary school dance came and it was my first time dancing in front of friends and peers. Uh, and I killed it. I, you know, was incredible. The best grade six um, performance that they've ever seen, at least. I'm sure you've seen better by now. I mean, the internet's full of them, but they, everyone was very impressed. And I had a, such a great time. I really enjoy performing. And I know that the kind of that makes me sound a bit self-centered that I like to be the center of attention, but you know, I'm not going to I'm going to own that. I think a lot of performers enjoy that and they they thrive in that um uh place of of performing and entertaining and um I got hooked. I was like, okay, I want to keep doing this. I want to get better at this and I want to um uh see where this goes. And I don't think I had anywhere in mind for where to go. I just knew that I liked dancing. So I just kept doing it. I made some friends who also were into dance. And then we would start to dance together. We did some shows, some talent shows and things like that, even in high school. And then they started, you know, then dancing wasn't as cool anymore. Now we were, you know, more worried about girls and being cool and, and playing sports. And I was still interested in those things as well. And I, you know, still played sports and <laughs> talk to a girl maybe once or twice or something um but i also was still very much into dance i was dancing on my own for the most part you know um i still like did a talent show i would still dance in my room and dance at the dances things like that 
Um, and then I went to university and I joined the varsity McMaster dance team. So I went to McMaster um, University and um, met people that were as passionate about dance as I was. And I knew that these were my people. Like I loved being around people who were this much into it. Um, and that was another kind of formative experience. And I also started to try to figure out how to learn choreography. That was something I was never really good at. Um, I was much more of a freestyler, but um, that that deepened my love for dance. Um, uh, another question for you, Saf. So, you know, you just mentioned that it deepened your love for dance. Why do you think you love dance? That's a great question, Saf. You're such a great interviewer. Um, I think I love dance because it it's wow that's a good question Seth because I thought the answer was easier it, it's a weird feeling I think it, it maybe this is a cop-out but I'm sure you're aware or maybe you're not of the concept of flow when you're doing something that you feel is easy or natural to you it gives you this sense of flowing where things are coming easily to you and I feel that whenever I'm dancing I feel that um the music is flowing through me and then my body's expressing and moving to the music almost on its own but but I know that I'm thinking and and, and kind of reacting to the music li uh, live essentially but that feeling is addictive and it is therapeutic and um it is um freeing and I think most people probably feel that for in doing whatever their passion is, if it's painting or making music or playing a sport, like they, they feel the most free or most themselves during that moment. And I think that's, it, it's, it's um, not specific to dance at all and probably explains everyone's passion, but that's how I kind of see it. I also feel like it's such a um, dance is I, I dance by myself all the time because it's just, it's a great, it's a great form of again expression and movement and um and, and again i feel creative but i also deeply love dancing around and with other people um because i think it's such a joyous thing to move your body to music and you know on a dance floor everyone is usually pretty happy they're having a great time nothing else matters you're not even talking to the people around you you are just moving and cheering each other on as they dance and and you know interacting via movement and, and that's such a unique thing to do you know how, where else do you just move your body and not talk and have a good time with people um, I guess sports, but still, um, yeah, I, you know, I've been in dance battles. Like if I, you know, I go to the club and I'm at, a, in, at like, <laughs> the, the, my life is, I like to make my life into a movie, like step up or, or yeah, step up is probably a good example. I, I was like, man, that's what I want. And I did it. I went to, I've been to clubs, I've been to parties and stuff and I've had dance battles and it's such a fun time because it's such a silly thing to to battle and dance um uh and but also it is i guess yeah a chance to perform but a chance to just kind of um i don't know play off of someone and and uh like mix energies between people um like you know vibes i i don't know i'm not doing a great job at this point but it, it uh 
it's hard to describe. And and other people around you, even if they're not dancing, they're having a good time because they're watching a performance. Um, and, and I really believe that anybody, you know, can dance. I know a lot of people, I mean, people all the time say, oh, no, I can't dance. I can't do, you know. I, I don't think there's a difference between dancing and then being like objectively good at dancing. Um, you know, there's people who are classically trained who are actually objectively good and they have the angles and they have all the things that you need to be good at dancing. Um, but that doesn't mean that just because you're not good, you're not a dancer um, or that you can't dance. <laughs> and, and if your goal is to be good, if your goal is to compete against people, then then yeah, then you need to focus on being good. But if that's not your goal, then don't focus on being good at dancing. Dancing is literally just moving to music. And and if you're doing that, then you are dancing. That That's it. And that means you can dance. Um, and the more you enjoy yourself, the better you, you will you will look and the more fun you'll have. Um, and instead of instead of caring about how good you are, um, because, again, yeah, that's that's for competing and you're not competing. So that's always my advice. And that's that was going to be my next question, actually, Saf, is what would you recommend to people who are who are shy of dancing, who, who feel like they can't? Is it, that's what I would say is don't think about. I'm competing against other people. I'm literally just having a good time. Most people around me look like fools or they look crazy or they look like they don't, you know, they're not objectively or classically trained. And so why should I care? Um, as long as I have a good time, I know people will, will like and support me. But obviously that's much deeper and some people may have social anxieties or insecurities and that's, you know, that's different. But I'm saying some people who are like just on the edge of like, ah, oh, no, I don't know. Uh, you got to let loose a little bit. Uh, and or at least you know at least dance on your own. It's freeing. It's very much freeing to just kind of dance and and no one's watching. Um, another question for you, Saf. What is your favorite memory involving dance? Hmm, great question. I have so many. I have so many. Um, grade nine, we did a hip hop show. We did a full show dedicated to hip hop dance, and we had choreographed bits. We had skits. We had all this stuff. And it was the best time ever. All my friends were still interested in dance at that time. Uh, and we had a whole big group and it was so fun. People came out to just literally just watch us. And we did it. We didn't charge or anything. We just did it for fun. And it was so great. Um, I, in third year university, I competed uh, against other universities in uh, a dance competition with my dance team, the McMaster dance team. And um we had a bunch of group pieces but i also did a solo performance and i was up against you know many different universities um uh solo performers as well and these were all people that are so i was mixed in with everybody so not just hip-hop dancers but contemporary ballet jazz classical all of these things we were all in one big category of uh they separated us into categories as well but there's also an overall kind of standing um, for that competition, I came in first in the hip hop category, and I came overall eighth in um, the overall category. I don't remember how many people that was out of, but it was—I know it was a good amount of people. And these are people that were trained their entire lives to dance, and I have no formal training other than you know watching YouTube videos and being part of a team. Um, and I placed eighth, and I was just incredibly proud of myself. Um, I put together the, the mix that I made. I made. I freestyled the most thing, but like most of the dance, but any choreograph uh, choreographed parts I made, like it was just something that I created. 
um, and was recognized for. And, and I had thorough amounts of fun performing as well. It was not anxiety provoking. It was just, uh, again, a, such a good time. Um, and so that was a, a great memory. Uh, I was part of air bands, uh, in my, uh, for, for frosh week. So, um, I was a, one of those frosh week reps, um, where I would welcome the first years, those annoying people that did the cheers and stuff. And then we would have this essentially a dance competition between all the faculties, um, where the reps would create a dance that was supposed to be centered around certain, I don't know, values like diversity and equality, you know, all that boring stuff. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not boring. Sorry. It's not boring. Don't cancel me. It's very important. Um, it's a joke, but, uh, around those things. And, um, my program had never won that competition ever because uh, every, every year they would disqualify themselves by doing something inappropriate on stage. Um, not like not crazy inappropriate, but just like they didn't care about winning. Um, and I love that. I was, I was like, it's a good time. It shouldn't be about winning. But then one year, like I was in charge of air bands, um, I'm in charge of like the dance team essentially of the, for the reps. And I was like, you know what, look this year, let's, let's just see if we try to win. Let's see what happens. Um, and so we put that together a dance. I made the mix. I kind of made a skeleton of what the dance would look like. And then I had other friends that helped choreograph and we put it all together as a team and it, and we were really happy and proud of it. And then we had such a good fun time performing it. And it was received really well by the crowd as well, but they loved it. We had a lot of diversity and different types of dance and creativity involved. And it was such a, it was like a very intense creative endeavor that I, thoroughly enjoyed creating and then about a few days later we got the results and then um, I remember I was sitting around a bunch of other of the reps results came in I like a couple people around me they're like oh my god like well, what what did we place it out looking through it um scroll 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 and I see like the points I see the scores and we came in first and I just yelled out we came in first for air bands and like everyone around me went ballistic and started screaming yelling um just incredibly excited. This was their first time like in history for the art program to win the to air bands competition. And I know it, it didn't really mean anything. You don't win anything of a physical value. It's just literally, it happens every year. It's just a, a thing. And, um, but it, it was such an amazing moment because again, it felt like my creativity was recognized, um, and appreciated. And, uh, and I got to share it with people. And I think that you know, as I'm saying, and I'm learning that the most important times for me were was when I could share my creativity with other people and maybe be recognized for it. I don't know. Maybe that's a thing I seem to uh, reflect on is um, whether or not I, because uh, I think, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I knew that, that I like dancing by myself, but when I share it with people, it's always better. Um, other, <laughs> sorry, I have so many memories. Another one was in Europe. I went traveling for a month in Europe. And I, uh, this is my first solo backpacking trip and I did a month in Europe. And as I was going around, I would find people that were busking on the street that were, you know, either dancing, um, for money essentially on the street. Um, and they were really good dancers all over, especially I went to like in, in France, I saw them and in, um, Portugal as well. And in both France and Portugal, um, I just went up and asked the, the performers if I could join them. And they, they, they very happily said yes. And, and then I danced with them and it was so fun and, um, and they were so cool about it. And, uh, I, I am for a moment imagined a separate life where I 
you know, didn't go into the field I went to and I just became, you know, a street performer and, and did that. And, um, yeah, uh, it was a very fond memory. Um, what was the challenge you faced with dance? Um, so at McMaster, there was the McMaster varsity team, which involved the hip hop team, but also involved more of a contemporary team. And so that was like the, the school's official team. But there was another team um, that was purely hip hop that was separate from that varsity team. And they went to specifically hip hop competitions. I really wanted to be part of that team. Um, I had seen the videos of them performing. I've had heard of them and they, I knew that how good they were. And they like, they, they actually placed very well at these competitions. Um, and I really wanted to be part of that team. I auditioned in first year at the beginning of the year and didn't get in. I was pretty upset about it. Um, I thought I had a good chance, but like I, I for some reason told them like, yeah, I've never done choreography before. I thought it was because it was going to impress them um, to because I like did a decent job. But I think I dug myself a hole. And they're like, oh, uh, you've never done choreography before? I was like, yeah, no, it was my first time. Not bad for my first time, eh? And they're like, ah, yeah, get out. <laughs> I was like, what? I thought you were being impressed. Like, no, we want someone experienced. We we don't want to teach you everything. They didn't say that. But that's essentially what they were saying, um, understandably. And so I was, you know, uh, distraught. Not distraught, but I was like, ah, that sucks. I still went to the master team. And then I auditioned uh, in second semester of first year. And I tried again, didn't get in. Um, auditioned second year at the beginning of the year, auditioned again, and did not get in. And then I gave up. And I stopped auditioning. Um, and I wish I kept auditioning. Because it was a very... Um, they had very high standards, you know, and for their hip hop team because they were placing first, second all the time, and you needed to be very clean. You needed to learn choreography very uh, quickly, and that was my problem. I couldn't learn it very quickly. I needed time to repeat it over and over again because I wasn't. I didn't grow up going to classes. I didn't grow up going to to you know being part of the studio. So I had to. I was like learning how to learn choreography like in that moment at auditions, um, and. You know, I could, I should have done better. I tried to do, I went to like classes in between auditioning, but you know, I was competing against people who have, you know, been practicing for a long time. So that was a challenge, and it was a, it was something that I had to realize within myself that like choreography is definitely not my strong suit. Um, freestyling is, and I knew that I, and that's what they would say too, is that you know your freestyling is you know great, but. There's no freestyling in our competition. It's all choreographed, and you have to be part of the team. Um, and that's very understandable. So that, that was something that I faced, and it was kind of like a identity crisis. Of like, am I not a good dancer? Like, wow. Um, but it was, yeah, it's just choreography. But even on top of that, I've been to like other like official competitions or battles of, of like purely hip hop. And even there, like I may maybe make it past the first round, but I don't make it past the second round. Like I've only been to like a couple. But like the caliber of dancers out there is crazy. It it's you know, um, I like I, I think I'm self aware and I know that I'm a pretty good dancer, freestyle, hip hop, whatever dancer. But then I meet other people who are actually have been doing this for a long time. They've been competing and everything, and they are incredible. And uh, and you realize that there's 
no matter how good you get, you'll get into a new pool of people where you're you're a small fish again. And to be honest, it's uncomfortable. Like I really liked being kind of one of the better dancers in the group that I was in. Um, or like in amongst my friends or amongst like, you know, I don't know, coworkers or whatever. But then once you go around people that are better than you, you kind of feel like, whoa, like it's it's makes you nervous, but it also excites you at the same time, which is a lot of the great things in life should be doing that. But I was like, wow, I'm uh, not as good as I thought I was, or I, I, I am good, but I'm not like the, I could be so much better. And, um, and it was motivating, but also scary because it was a, a realm where I was competing and not doing amazingly as I was, you know, at the other competitions. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a reflection that I'm having. I mean, these days is like, I need to get back into it. I need to get back into a community because that's where I'm realizing that is I've, I've had the most enjoyment in when it comes to dance. Um, yeah. Uh, last question for you, Saf, um, because this, you know, this podcast, um, is about other people as well. So you're, you're dragging on here, not to be rude to you, but, um, you're, you're not that cool. It's not that interesting. Um, but last question for you, how do you think life, uh, no, how do you, yeah. How do you think dance has affected your life or your personality or character? It's a great question. Solid question. You're a great interviewer and you're very handsome as well, Seth. Thank you. Um, I think that dance has made me uh, extroverted. It has made me into someone who likes to perform and be the center of attention. And that's comfortable with being those things. Um, and that along with like being in drama. I think drama and acting was a passion that I used to have as well. And I... Um, I know that those things helped me become more confident to do things in front of other people, which is, I think, very useful uh, and very helpful in life. Um, and I think it's made me someone who will, you know, try to make a joke in, in a group of people, even if it's not that funny, just because I, uh, I've built maybe confidence around that of, of performing. I'll, I'll perform things that I'm not good at, like I don't know, karaoke, I guess everyone does that, but like I, I once tried spoken word poetry um, and performed and that was very nerve wracking actually because it was something I was not good at, but I enjoyed doing it. Um, and yeah, I, I think it also makes me, whenever I dance, I disconnect from the world a bit and I, I, I realize that, I don't know, maybe none of this, I don't know this, but many things don't matter. And it, as long as you're doing something that you love and have the ability to do it, like you are winning in life. And, um, and, and spending time doing that thing is not a waste, um, regardless of what it is. As long as you, it brings you actual joy and it, it fills your soul in some way. Um, and it, and doing that and dancing, it gave me something to chase that I could do in other stuff. So then I, you know, I've gotten to other things. I've gotten into other creative endeavors or, or, you know, similar, similar uh, things that give me a similar feeling to dance. And a lot of the time that's having conversation 
which is again why I've made this podcast, is to have conversations with other people because it feels like flow. It feels like I want to keep this going. This, this feels great to kind of just learn about someone and explore something with them. Um, and I'm hoping to do that with you, Mr. Listener or Mrs. Listener. Um, I, I'd you know, love to talk to you. So um, reach out to me if, if, you, if you can, if you want. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I need to find a way for you to reach out to me. But if for now, if you know me, because I'm sure first people that will listen to this will know me, just yeah, message me on Instagram or Facebook or something. Uh, if you don't know me, you can go to, um, for now, you can go to The Safe PA. That is The Safe PA. It's letters PA. At, uh, on Instagram. And message me on there if you're interested. Um, that's, I'm also a physician assistant. Uh, and that is another kind of part of me that we could talk about maybe another time. Another part of my identity. But uh, I post a lot of physician assistant related stuff on there but i also post kind of just some generic things as well uh, not generic but i guess more general um so you can message me on there if you're interested in talking uh, i'd love to hear from you and and if you have a interest hobby passion or just general topic you want to talk about I, i'm willing to talk about almost anything um no yeah not sorry strike almost i'm willing to t- i'm willing to talk about anything absolutely anything um, and whether we err it or not depends on, you know, if it's legal to talk about or whatever. Uh, but, but hopefully I'm sure it's all above board. Great. I mean, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. If you have listened, I, I actually really appreciate it because what, why would you listen to this? This is such a random thing to listen to, to someone talk to themselves. Uh, and so if you're hearing the words that I'm currently saying, amazing. Wow. Good for you. Uh, good for me. Good for all of us. Um, and and uh, message me. Share this um, on a platform or talk. just share this with one friend, maybe, if you thought it was decent, half decent, uh, and, and leave a review uh, if you can. Um, anything above six stars would be great. I'm not sure what the rating system is. I think it's whatever it is, just the highest amount um, and not less would be ideal uh thank you thank you again and um hopefully i'll be back one of these days with another episode all right bye bye